You have just entered into the best life of your life so far. When we wait on the Lord for moments like this and trust Him, we prepare, but towards the end we start saying, Lord, whatever you want to say, say to your people. And that was not part of the script. I'm believing that for my own life. That 2017 will go down as the best year ever that I've ever lived. It's customary with us that in the next few minutes we share with us what we believe the Lord has laid on our hearts as anchor or guide for the new year. And so the test has been taken from the Gospel of John chapter 7 and I read 37 to 39. John 7 and please put verse 37 on the screen for me. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, the old King James Version says, belly, we flow rivers of living water. The next verse, please. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him will receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was at that time not yet glorified. But between then and now, he had been glorified. 2,000 years post, that's verse 39 it was only speaking for a few weeks. And since that weeks, since those few weeks had passed, there have been many people who had lived verse 38. That out of his heart we flow rivers of living water. And that will happen by the work of the Holy Spirit. As I mentioned unto you, Many people have lived it, but the Lord has placed in our hearts a fountain of love and all friends and associates. It is our time to live that life fully now. Amen. That life of out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so by the special grace of God, I was very, very excited when the Lord mentioned that to me. It's been almost a month now. That this year our focus, or we can call it the year of the Holy Spirit. Get ready for the real encounter. I just mention a few points unto you so that we can key in properly into this one and flow together. Number one, it is one thing for God to promise you a blessing. It is another thing for him to promise you his very own self. And this year the Lord is not promising us just something. Last year he said peace and strength. And thank God for that. Many testimonies about we needed it, didn't we? But this year the Lord is not giving us just a particular version or virtue. He's not giving us a particular gift. He's giving us himself. And so... It is a different ball game. When God was going to bless Abraham in Genesis chapter 15 verse 1. Genesis 15 verse 1. The Bible tells me there 
That Abraham was looking unto God. Genesis 15 verse 1. He said then, Genesis 15 verse 1. That Abraham was looking unto God for some blessing. And he said, after this thing, the word of the Lord came to Abraham. Tell your neighbor, the word of the Lord has come to me tonight. Came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. It is, I will give you a reward. I will be your reward. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Because this year, we are going with you. Number two point I want you to take note of. No matter how well a person helps you prepare for the journey, it is nothing compared to the person going with you. In Luke chapter 12, verse 11 to 12, Jesus Christ warned them. Luke 12, 11. It's, it's a different thing. Somebody says, okay, when you are going on this journey, pack this one, take sun cream, uh, take water, uh, take this. Take, and, you know, and maybe the person has got some special expertise. They say, well, you know, I can't go with you. You know, I will just teach you what to do. Take, for instance, a lawyer. Our brother was talking about going to the court and everything. Prolonged case. They had the solicitor going with them. If the solicitor had just told them, you know what? When the judge asks you this, just say this, just say that. You'll be in trouble, wouldn't you? Because there will come a time that your list will be exhausted and you don't know what to say. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit is not sending you for this year. He's going with you. And believe you, it makes a world of difference. When I was thinking about this, I remember that when a person takes heal, the first level of Treatment you get are what we call, you know, um, grandmother's advice. Are you coughing? They say, take honey or whatever. After a time, you need more than honey. You need to go to the hospital. You agree with me? After you go to the hospital, God forbid, the doctor then says that, well, I cannot just send you home now. You need to stay here with us. And at that time, the doctor keeps coming in and going, isn't it? And it keeps escalating like that until the person is in a critical condition and they transfer him or her to where they call the ICU, where the doctor practically stays with him. He's barely taking a break because he's always around the corner. The Holy Spirit said, if you are in a critical condition and you have entered 2017, don't worry. In this ICU, we are in it together. And recover, you will recover. Oh, I'm not hearing your amen. Amen. I know in some areas of my life, I need him right on my side. And we are not going to joke with him at all this year. Hallelujah. Number three, quickly. You get to know the person, that is the person who goes with you better, because as a person goes with you, as a goes with you, you know him better. Important thing is that he begins to share some secrets with you that you never will have known if you are not going with you. That's why it says in Psalm 25, Verse 14, Psalm 25, verse 14. He said, the secret of the Lord is what? With them that fear him. This year, it shall be a year that you cannot afford to fool around. If you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, I plead with you, don't let him slip away from you. If you've not received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, find out how you can. Can I hear amen unto that one? Because secrets and inside information will be given unto somebody. You have labored too long. You have run on your own strength too long. It's about time you get inside information. Believe you me, I've shared that with you before. It's a world of difference. When you go to a provincial school as I did, or you went to some high posh end school. And the only difference is that, as I, some people didn't believe it, but it's true. The difference is that 
Those ones that go to very good schools, let's say uh, some of you that study like, you know, in maybe a country like Nigeria, that's some very good school like they call the King's College or some of those tall brown. You know what happens? The examiners, actually they are their teachers. And I had the test of it, I've shared with some of you before, just to tell you that if you have the real person with you, your life is easier. It will give you the inside secret. I remember when we were doing chemistry and then we used to titrate. You know what titration is? Still remember? And when we used to titrate, we, we, we did about 50 experiments. And we asked only, was only one or two. Those that went to proper school. I learned that they did only five. And out of the five they did, the one that was coming out was there. They didn't release any question. So I'm telling you, this year, the Holy Spirit is going with you. It's not just leaving you to eat. He's going with you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Number four, very quickly. Life, and listen to this, very, very important. I link it with the last one. Life is eventually determined. Hear it clearly. Not by your collections, but by your connections. Life is eventually determined not by your collections, but by what? Thank God for the degrees you have gathered. Without connection, it is useless. Thank God for all the certifications you have done. And please do them. But without connection, it is what? It was connection that make a person that the only call the person got was come and collect your offer letter. That's connection. It might not be ethnic connection. It might be heavenly connection. But this year, your greatest connector shall be the Holy Spirit himself. Also, take note of this. Life is eventually determined not by what you have, but by who you have. That's why people, they gather, 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 gather. And some people, they don't bother to gather. They just need one phone call. Because of what purpose is it? You use all your resources to buy things you don't need. And some people, they want to fly from here to another country. All they need is they have sufficient connection to call the person who has a private jet and say, you know what? I was at Heathrow. I bought the first class ticket. They've canceled the flight because some funny things are happening there. But that is real money. Somebody wants to be there with me. That's real money. And you just phone you say, well, that's our money. And only the tie of the customer relation person. You just left them quietly. You just took a taxi. You've called your friend. Your friend said, okay, if you can't fly from Ethro, I'm very sure there's no terrorism threat or whatever. There have not been in Jesus' name. Come to Stansted. And there they fly you. It's about who you know. I'm putting that in you. It's about who you know. Know him. Know the Holy Spirit. Know the Holy Spirit. Know the Holy Spirit. And your life will never remain the same. I had one more. Life is eventually determined. Not by where you are, but by who is there with you. And I will just quickly round that up because of our time. I won't be preaching tomorrow, don't worry. So I will do all the preaching today, since tomorrow is Sunday. Today. That is the challenge now. Do anybody remember last time we had a new year on a Saturday? Anybody old enough to know that? I just can't remember. It must have been a long time. So anyway, later today we are meeting at 11. Hallelujah. 
It's going to be a short service. We just come and rejoice. Amen. As I was telling you, it is who is there with you that determines what the outcome of your life is. Amen. Do you know heaven is heaven because God is there? That's all. I mean, that's all. Hey, oh, the streets of gold, everything. That's by the way. Because my Bible tells me, let me get my reference. Revelation 21 verse 3. The main reason heaven is called heaven is because what? God is there. If you can't find that one, let's take the other one. Do you know hell is hell? Not because of the fire. Not because of the darkness, but because? We won't end up in hell. Is this, you want to say amen to live to money? I said you won't head up in hell. Yeah. Because all this devil will be trampling on our feet. God forbid. There's a stench around him. There's an ugliness around him. Where you are does not matter. It is who is there with you that matters. And that's why I'm praying that whoever is living with you in your home will not make your home hell. Oh. And you yourself, you now make it hell for that person. You will make it heaven for her. You will make it heaven for him. By the special grace of God, I will continue to make it heaven for you, darling. Tell your own as well. Even brother Hope and sister Hope, that is still last, I tell them, I will make it heaven for you. The Lord will help you. I said the Lord will help you. But I cannot but quickly tell you something to bite. Haven't the Lord told us that it's going to be the year of the Holy Spirit? He's giving us the aspect of the Holy Spirit for January. And for this month, our theme will be Holy Spirit joy. And it's no coincidence that since we started, everybody has been talking about joy. And I quickly tell you four things why I believe the Lord says it's going to be the month of Holy Spirit joy. Now, they will be sending prayer points out as usual, but we have changed the format a little bit. Let me quickly run this through with you. The format has changed, and please, I beg of you, do a few things with it. Number one, make sure you take them seriously. Make sure you pray them sincerely. Make sure you spread them systematically and sympathetically. Did you get the three? I repeat. We'll be sending new sets of prayer points. We call them now daily meditations. Therein, not only prayer points that are here, word of wisdom is there, a Bible verse is there that is written out for you, and a lot of things that you can chew upon. So, on your phone or whatever, you and I've sent the copies out, I sent it, I have to send it late so that you don't know this before time, so... All of you are here. Some of you started receiving it on your phone now. Social media, they have it. Publicity, they have it. Prayers, they have it. And they will publicize this for us. I believe, and please pray along with us. I believe thousands will be blessed all over the world. Through this particular, because the Holy Spirit is going to breathe onto it for us. And so, first take note of that. And by the, um, when it's daylight, we don't know when it is now. Is it about eight? You will probably see them. Why joy? Very quickly, number one. Because the father knew that many things grieved your heart this past year. He knew it. So many overflow of grief. Beloved. 
About 8 a.m. yesterday, we even got a call from a far distance. One of our very, very young ones has been ill, unfortunately. The last the question I eventually asked is that, did she know the Lord? It was confirmed to me that she was a child of God. She's doing New Year with Jesus, so that was plainly painful to us. That was grief. That was grief. So I'm standing here preaching to you with grief as well. But Holy Spirit joy is tempering that. And I know many are sitting in this room with over what kind of grief that we have carried over. But the Lord says that we will not grieve for long because weeping may endure for a night. Joy will come in the morning. And we're a new morning now in the name of Jesus Christ. Many of you, you had economic grief this year that was passed. Economic grief. For some of you, the greatest part of the grief was that you wanted to sow, but you cannot sow. I felt some of your grief. So us, that's the greatest grief. Those of you that you don't sow much, you don't care. But those that are so, their greatest grief is that and sometimes they can't give at all or they can't give as much. I've been there before. I know that this is a small thing for me to do. I was telling somebody before, issues or money, exchange or whatever. I said, ah. I said, if the Lord placed me where I am, even this thing that you are calling thousands and thousands and thousands, I should be in a position to say the situation is hard. Take it whenever you have time. As so as many a time, your greatest grief is that there's not, not enough for you to eat, but enough people to sow. May the Lord take that grief. In fact, the Lord will take that grief away this year. Worldwide, there are political griefs in many corners. The weaker nations are getting weaker. The stronger nations, it seems they have made up their mind to just join the weak nations. By some reckoning, it seems as if everything is just upside down. But joy is coming. Joy is coming. Relationship. People came to our lives that we wish they never came. Some left our lives that we are still thinking, ah, I wish this person is still in my life. Grief. But he has said, the month of January shall be month of Holy Ghost joy. Amen. Grief shall go. Amen. Pastor Will was telling us about siege. I'm very apt. He said a siege actually, a siege actually is a mount that they put in your front door so that traffic cannot come in or go out. But he broke it down a little bit more. He then said that it's gradual by gradual. So that the food in the house is drying up. That was the siege against Samaria. Oh, they still had food, but the food was going down. And so he mentioned maybe a persistent pain in one part of your body is a siege. Oh, when he said that, I said I received that. Because if you don't stop that, the devil will scale, what do we call it now? We scale it. We scale it. He knows how to scale it. Very good at scaling. Some people, they started with a toe pain. The whole hand is affected. But in the name of Jesus, all those griefs, we drew the line. How many minutes ago? Half an hour ago. You have entered into your season of joy. Yeah. I hope you are not sleeping. I hope these words are sinking as I pleaded with the Lord. 
Because from the first day of this year, you must believe with all your heart that it's a season change. It's a season change. So that's number one reason. Though it's the year of the Holy Spirit. And throughout this year, we shall be talking about the Holy Spirit and what it can do. But number one is that this month of January, it shall be the month of joy. Number two reason, why joy? Because you are called and ordained unto joy. That is your call. Your joy is not only your own. Your joy belongs. I read something. It will be one of those things that you will read in that um, in those things that I send out. Very, very interesting. I love that one. Is it one of these quotes? I mean, I've scowled everywhere. What I've collected through the years. Some of them are collecting new ones, and they just bless me, either from books or from internet or from whatever or from courses I've gone to. So it's a, it's a daunting work. So pray for me. That's going to be very worthwhile. Amen. But one of them was very interesting to me when I read it. Very, very interesting. It says that you owe yourself, you owe people around you um, to be happy. You owe people around you to stay joyous. Because your sadness affects them more. And so many of us, we think that it is by being sad. Sometimes, I've shared that with you before, I carry some weight at times. As Paul said, he said, if I make you sad that make me happy, he said, if I make you sad, who will make me happy? And so I carry something, I say, if this is the person that makes me happy, let me internalize it. So I keep that sorrow to myself. I stay happy. And then through that, when our own sorrow, our own joy comes in, it diffuses mine. Another one is that, Sorrow shared is halved. Joy shared is doubled. Because when I shared joy with you, everybody will say, ah, when it is sorrow, something leaps from you. When it is joy. So God has said it's joy because that is our calling. Believers, you are called to joy. The day he saved you, he saved you so that you may stay joyous. And my concluding statement I will mention unto you, but not their deaths. Hallelujah. Are you still following me? Your grief and sorrow is not only your own. Bible verses for your joy is not only your own. Acts 8, 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 8. He said, and Philip went to Samaria, and there was what? Great joy. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. It's a fantastic things you need to study later on. How Paul was mentioning unto them that he knew joy because of their joy. May you be a distributor of joy. We shall trade in joy. Let me just add one more under that second point before I move on. I'll try and speak freely tonight. Still get to bed by two. That's still fine. Hallelujah. All right. In your joy, God rejoices. That is mind-boggling. NLT, New Living Translation, Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. (laughs) We shall know joy. I said we shall know joy. And don't think this is very far away. God has made up his mind that what is making you cry will never make you cry anymore. Because there will be no occasion for sorrow. There will be none. Matthew chapter 3 verse 17. Do you have the New Living Translation please? I didn't write it down. I can do it on my app. Okay, thank you. Fantastic. And a voice from heaven. You remember that was the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved son. Who does what? 
Can you imagine that God rejoices? You know, something can bring God joy. You think it's so far away. Your healing will bring God joy. Yeah. After all, the day you got saved, the Bible said there was great joy in heaven. Your financial breakthrough will bring God joy. Because if I know joy in your poverty, if I know joy in your shame, if I know joy in our backsliding, is somebody still listening to me? Joy is coming. And uh, we will sing that song that Dav sang a lot more through this. Uh, probably until you come up with a theme song as we used to have. Can use that. Is that rejoice? Uh, we will still sing it. Hallelujah. Until we are saturated with joy. Because joy begets joy. Let me take one or two more. And then we do one or two things as we go. Number three, quickly. Why joy? We say, why joy? Because God knows that you have grief that you have carried over. Amen? Why joy? Because you are called and ordained unto. Number three, why joy? Because joy is the greatest force against Satan's agenda. It's the greatest force. The strength of the Lord. Or the joy of the Lord, sorry, is our Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. Acts chapter 8 verse 7 to 8. He mentioned there about when Samaria was messed up and demons were cast out. Acts chapter 8 verse 7 and, and 8 quickly. Let the scripture speak for himself. I won't talk much on that. Acts chapter 8 verse 7. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Hallelujah. Oh, that shall be the story of fountain of love. Go back to that. Let me, let me savor that again. Let me savor that. And for unclean spirit crying with a loud voice came out of men who were possessed. And men who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And those that were sick, they were healed. They were healed. And what was the consequence of that verse 8? Very quickly. And whoa. There was great joy in that city. Hallelujah. Joy is the greatest force against Satan's agenda. And finally... The world, why joy? Because the world is waiting for a victorious, joyous church. And that's what I'm telling you. Enough of this door, you know, as you stay in Scotland, you know, door kind of, uh, you know, uh, soon and very soon we shall see Jesus. Yes, we will. This, uh, oh, well, it is well. Yes, it is well. Let's radiate joy. Joy from within. Joy from our circumstances around us. Hallelujah. Even when the thing is still incubating, let joy overflow. I don't see anybody that wants to follow the God you are following when you are not happy. Nobody will. The greatest advertisement for Jesus is a joyous church. A place where people come in and say, why are you happy like this? A few people have joined us here because they said, why are you people happy? We had a birthday for, I think it was a 50 year birthday. And we invited people that were workmates or whatever, and, and they say, and we didn't serve alcohol. And they called, they called my wife on Monday. I said, how, how can people be dancing? All that? And there's no alcohol. <laughs> if there had been difficulty in preaching gospel to them, that was enough. Austin was spinning like that. Those of you that remember. You would think the boy has taken vodka plus uh, control liquor. We used to drink them. We've forgotten them now. Jesus has taken them away. There's a greater joy now. Holy Spirit drunkenness. Be ye filled with the Spirit and not with wine. 
Brethren, let's be filled with the Spirit. People are killing their sorrow with alcohol tonight. We have the Spirit in here. And you don't have hangovers. The last time I checked. We don't have hangover from the Holy Spirit. So when we begin to jump and rejoice in Him, you won't have hangover. You sleep where you wake well. Your head is clear. Oh, Lord, thank you for delivering us. And if your own is not complete, you'll be complete. Yeah. Now you wake up with banging headache like this. But Jesus is Lord. He has set us free. Church, let's be joyous. Let's insist on it. But all these things I've said in closing is immaterial if one does not know Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And, and it's not a cliche. It's not just, it's not what preacher uses to close a sermon. No, it's not. It is an essential truth. You could see me linking everything together that there was an old day of mine that's a new day. <laughs> it's, 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 the old, it's the old gospel. I mean, there are no two ways about it. But that's the old gospel. The old gospel is that once I was blind, I can see. Or maybe you cannot boldly stand and I say, you know what? What I left before. I've still left them. If you can't, it might be a time for us at the start of the year to make our ways right. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? And in a minute, we'll just give each other that opportunity to do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, after you have settled that, the Holy Spirit will come and resident. He will pack into your life. He will stay there. He will give you joy. This is our year of the Holy Spirit. Let me pray one prayer for you. Listen carefully. When the Holy Spirit finishes with you this year, you will not recover. Some of you are very, very self-confident. I will say that amen for me. I will say that prayer so that I can say my amen. Because some of these we preachers, we, we are shortchanged sometimes. We keep praying you are saying amen and not saying amen. Nobody ever say amen, pastor. Have you said that? It was just amen for yourself. I say one more time. When we finish this 2017, the Holy Spirit dealing with us, there shall be no recovery from the experience in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen for me. Amen in the name of Jesus. And I believe that with all my heart. I'm not just shouting amen. I believe it. I want to have an experience that can never be repented of. Experience that can never be overtaken by any other thing. Are you ready? Very quickly. We will move quickly from now on. We do the Holy Communion and um, we then do anointing with oil and then we go home. Is that okay? Are you still okay? Are you sure? Because get ready. The year of the Holy Spirit. Our progress may be turned upside down. And believe you me, I'm a very structured man. Let me let you into a little bit some of these things. Because I know the Bible also lets people into the life of the people that have gone before us. When I was praying before this, I spent about one hour praying the Holy Spirit, I hand over this church to you. And that was a very, it was, it was, it was, it was a very surreal prayer. That is, when he is in absolute control, there are things that we that are very, very strict with guiding things, he will take away from our hand. And believe you me, I need to go to school on that one. Don't pray for me that I should have money. 
Don't pray for me that my health should be okay. If you want to, you may pray. Maybe he's told me what those sons will be. But pray for me that I will allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. And by the special grace of God, he will do it through us. So please, let's get ready. You want to rise on your feet with me and let's pray. Hallelujah. Spoken for about 30 minutes. Hopefully that's not too bad. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, joy is here. When Chuk started, when Chuk started leading the opening prayer, I mean, he was praying about, let's pray against these flashbacks so that we can thank God. When Samson came and was leading us about thanksgiving, the first prayer we pray is that let's cancel all this. Because there is so, and I was just laughing, I said, the Lord knew why he said this was month, month of joy. So many carryover, so many baggage. Even all your amen was like, Amen. All those heaviness will be lifted. Yeah. Unless you really want to keep it. Do you want to keep it? And then let it go. He wants to help you. It's tough. Yes, he knew. But let go of it. He won't snatch it from you. You need to put it on the altar. You need to put the sorrow on the altar and say, Look, I can't live in sorrow anymore. I choose to rejoice. Because my breakthrough is here. Thank you, Father. All eyes closed. All hearts open to Jesus. And I just want you to please speak unto him right now. Very briefly, and I'll round up the prayer, and then we'll have the ceremony communion. What I want you to speak to him is that if you know that you have not made this decision, just say, Jesus, I hand myself over to you. Or you have made the decision, the decision seems to have lapsed. It seems to have moved away from where you were. The Lord is speaking very loud and clear to you right now that he is welcoming you back. So whichever this category you are, choir minister in the background for me, whichever category you are, you are the only people that I really want to pray for. Where you are, lift up your hand. Gallery, we should have a camera in the overflow because if you are there, the Lord can see you. Or maybe you're trying to make your way back to God. God bless you. God bless you, man. Anyone else? Just lift your hand very well. Be bold. Be bold. You know, Jesus is coming soon. We can't play games with these things. It's either we are in or not in. We are out or not. Lift your hand very well. I saw somebody lift the hand very well. Anybody on the gallery? All right, Father, we commit these souls to your hand. I pray that the spirit of restoration will gather everyone back unto yourself. Let the burdens be lifted. Release your people into the place you have called them for. Father, I pray once again with excitement in my heart that this year of the Holy Spirit, the year of a journey, personal journey with God and this month where he is going to teach us how to walk in joy, he's going to engineer joy in our lives and bring joyous circumstances and situations to us we release ourselves to your care please Lord help us help us in homes let joys return 
In physical bodies, let joy return. Just have mercy. Is your promise fulfill it? Our only prayer is that we shall not walk against you. We shall humble ourselves under your mighty hand so that in due time you may lift us up. We come to your table, Lord. We come to your table and we are asking in the name that's above all names that this very first meal of the year with Jesus, the rest of the year we shall eat with you. We shall not eat with devils. seated um, we quickly go we've got many people that are serving so we should go through that very quickly and then we go to the celebration time and then anointing with